We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Jordan. Hello. Hello. How is everybody? How are you, Jordan? Good. Are you? Tired. Tired. Yeah. He went out last night like a young lad does. Too old for that. I can't do that. I went mini golfing with my family. It's pretty wild, too. Yeah. Drink. We did go to Frickers and I did have a drink. Oh. Which I had to choke down because it was gross. What'd you get? The Frick, Fricker, Frick drink. Frickerita? No, I don't like margaritas or Frickeritas. So you just had the drink? Yeah, it's just like a tropical, <laughs> it was like pink drink. But I don't know, I don't drink anymore. It's hard. Yeah, I don't know, you never do. I'm surprised you got a drink. Yeah, because I wanted to get loosey goosey. But then I was For like, <laughs> just give me an iced tea, please. <laughs> So that's what I drank. Well, that's always good. Hmm? Yeah. All right. So welcome to episode nine. Uh-huh. We're going to be discussing H.H. H. Holmes this week. What a freaking guy. What a guy. Yeah. Terrible he's guy. A, he's a bit rough. He is. Um, so before we get into our topic, let's talk about some business. Business. The business. As Ludacris says, the business. The business. Anyway. So last episode, we hit, what, 1.3 or 4, four listeners? This week, we're at 1.7. So yeah. we got tons of love. Mm-hmm. Um, our last episode was on, what was it on? Mm, good question. Oh, man. It was. Demonic Possessions. That's right. Man, wow. Ooh, bad. We're old. We're <laughs> um, and then we also did a trivia, serial killer trivia mm-hmm. with Dead Academy Podcast. That was really fun. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we got a lot of love since last week. Mm-hmm. Keep giving it to us. Yeah, that's um, awesome to see that. Yeah. I wanted to give a shout-out to Tom underscore Koval underscore Glass. He um, bought some merch from us, and he shared it on Instagram. So go check him out. He makes custom glassware. For tobacco purposes, I'm sure. Oh, it's all medicinal. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so go go check him out. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. His his art is beautiful. Yeah. So thank you to Tom for sharing. Um, and we want to give a thank you to Stephanie for her merch order that she just placed. She hasn't got it yet, but Stephanie, whenever you get it, send us some pics. Yeah, be patient with that stuff too, because I I think there's a lot of delays with all the COVID stuff. Yeah, it was like a six warehouse. week turnaround because yeah. they didn't have a lot of people. So. It's coming. Just be patient yeah. uh, because all the stuff that's going on in the world. So, um, so yeah, take a picture of that whenever you get it. We love to see our swag swagging. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, Angela also. Angela. Ordered a shirt. Yes, yep. Angela. Mm-hmm. You rock, Angela. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, we want to say thanks to Rachel, my BFF, for sharing us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just to be honest, we love attention. <laughs> <laughs> so give it to us. It's just cool that people like it. Yeah. That turn enough to share it. Which I mean, is cool. did you ever think 1.7 million? Wow. <laughs> million. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. 1.7 thousand people would ever hear your voice. No. I didn't think, no. No. Pretty wild. Yeah. So um, we... Yeah. So we've been getting a lot of love on Instagram. So grab a buddy and bring a friend. Anybody in the Dayton area will get that <laughs> uh, to our Instagram and give us some love. <laughs> I think that's going to be, we're going to steal that. Took me a second to realize. Bill Goodman. Bill Goodman's got a knife show. Call a buddy, bring a friend. <laughs> yeah. 
We're going to use that. That is a, love you, a homage to my grandfather yeah. who loved Bill Goodman's gun and knife show. He called us plenty of times. Yeah. We were his buddy. <laughs> okay. So uh, I mentioned we did serial killer trivia last Thursday with Dead Academy podcast, Fallon and Michelle. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. We won. No big deal. <laughs> um, but I'm sure we'll have a rematch very soon. Um, we were thinking about doing maybe like horror movie trivia. That'd mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, I'll be better at that for yep. sure. Um, go give Rachel and Leah a listen over at Hashtag History. They have been um, <clears throat> listening to us for a long time, and they always you know, send us messages, and we communicate back and forth. So they cover anything history. So go follow them at, at Hashtag History underscore podcast on Instagram. They're pretty awesome. They have a cool logo. I like their logo. They do, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Check out Hook CMEC on Instagram. They are a digital content network. We appreciate our partnership with them. Mm-hmm. Go get you some mystery history merch. Yep. Uh, decorative pillows. <laughs> Leading off of that. At mysteryhistorypodcast.com. You yeah. want to tell them what we got on we there? We have more than pillows. We do. Just so you know. We I know do. that's all she talks about, but. We still have those, we get, Those plenty, are available. Plenty of them. <laughs> Since not a one person has bought one, <laughs> myself included. I guess I need to buy one. Yeah. I could I could rock it. I could yeah. take it into work, mm-hmm. put it on my chair. There you go. For comfort and advertisement. Take like a billboard, yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, what else we got? But we got t-shirts, uh, stickers. We have buffs. What are they? They called it a... Sure. Oh. I forget what they called it. but Yeah, something weird. It's a buff. Yeah. It's basically like the things they wear on Survivor. Yeah. It goes around your neck and your, your head face. and all that crap. But, um, yeah, we got, like I said, stickers, uh, hoodies, pretty much anything you could think of. Tom Koval, he ordered one of those buffs. Yeah, he did. So, Tom, take a picture. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah. I'm kind of curious of that, too. Yeah. But while you're there, there is a link to our Patreon, which is just a dollar a month. Dollar. You can't even get it's a McDonald's just... Coke for a dollar. You can't? It's a dollar six. Oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah. Damn. Here in Ohio, a yeah. dollar six. Hmm. Still a good deal, hmm. but our deal's better at one dollar. Yeah, just it's six cents less. Yeah, if my math's correct. Hmm? Sure, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have three tiers on there. Um, you can go. I don't know off the top of my head what they are, but they just have different. The varying uh, prices have different things you get for your money. But yep. the one dollar one's just the general sh- show support. So yep, we appreciate you. Get more. Better mics, better software, all that good stuff. Better hosts. Yeah. Maybe we can pay somebody to <laughs> sit in my chair. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, I would be okay with that. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. That was a jerk thing to say. I'm gonna go. I couldn't do this without you. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thanks to Matt Penny for our intro music. Go check him out on uh, Instagram at the Matthew Cameron. Mm-hmm. He shreds. He does shred. The guitar. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Like, it really insane. is amazing. He's one of those people that can just like hear a song and just like play it immediately. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, so he's pretty awesome. He's also really big into um, the horror genre. So he's always putting mm-hmm. up movies that he's got. He's got a really. He's a crazy collection. Yeah, of like movies. Insane. And I like to look at that and then ask him what he thought about things. So. Mm-hmm. I think the last one he posted was on The Hunt. I haven't seen that yet. I just watched that recently. It wasn't bad. It's very different. It's not what you think it's going to be. Yeah, he said it's very fast-paced, which I enjoy. Yeah, it's almost a comedy. 
Yeah. That, yeah, that's they, what I thought. The previews kind of led it that way. Yeah, it's very, doesn't take itself serious at all. Yeah. Which good. is good, yeah. Yeah, and we love fan mail. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. I want to hear from you. Yep. George wants to hear from you. I do. Tell us what you think. I love the people. We love them. <laughs> so you can email us at mysteryhistorypod at gmail.com. And then, as always, you say it because I can never. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on uh, whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. Yes. The rating, uh, ratings really help us. Yeah. Kind of got 21, 21 on, on uh, uh, iTunes. <laughs> 21 on iTunes. <laughs> and they were all fives. Nice. I'm still scared of the day we get a bad <laughs> comment. Oh, it'll come. I'm, I'm a fighter. Somebody out there hates us. I like to fight. Jordy's more of a, I'm going to block this person. Oh, yeah. I don't got time for that. Like on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you're saying some stuff, I'm going to try to maybe poke the bear. See you. Nope. And then I go to do it because we both have logins to Instagram and the person's gone. Yeah. I know like, that. what happened? So I was, I was ready. Your, I just made your day better. I was ready. You're welcome. <laughs> you got to worry about that person anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, what else you got to say? I was just going to say that the audio messages, too. Yeah. You can leave us. It's, there's a link on our website also where you just, from your phone, you can just record right from your phone, and then yep. it sends it to us in an email, which yeah. is pretty cool. That would be pretty sweet. And then we sweet. can like, feature them in the show, so I've been kind of wanting someone to do that. So if you're out there, do listen it. to this. Do it, do it. Go to the website and do it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the trivia, serial killer trivia thing that we had with Fallon and Michelle, we did that through Skype. Mm-hmm. So the audio quality isn't, like, amazing, but yeah. it actually came out better than I thought. It's just hard because there was such a delay yeah, that's between cool. whenever they talked and we talked. Um, I don't but, know if that's our internet speed or what that is, but yeah, that was kind of... I don't know. There's got to be a way to make that better. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the more that we do that and we'll we'll make it better and it'll have better quality Mm -hmm. but you never know until you do it we did it it worked out pretty well so next time it'll be even better yeah that was the first one so yeah that'll be the worst one for sure And it's cool because i have a lot of friends that also have podcasts like our cousin justin's thinking about doing one in pennsylvania so the more that we learn we can help him and then do one with him too Mm -hmm. once he gets all set up so jay i'm calling you out we're waiting for you do it we're uh it's pretty amazing you can do that yeah. Somebody across the world, even, if you know yeah. them. Just, yeah. Like you're sitting in the same room. Yeah, and I was even thinking, you know, we talked about the Hashtag History podcast. Those ladies are so, you know, they, they're they awesome, and they message us all the time, and we do some of the same stories, like mm-hmm. Di- Dyatlov Pass. So it would be cool to collaborate on something with them, even. Yeah, like a joint episode sometime. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So if you want to do a joint e- episode, get at us. Holla at you, boys. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to talk about this, dude? Yes. All right. Let's go back in time. Back in time. Shout out to Sofa King. Yeah, podcast. we, yeah. <laughs> Dave loves to say that. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Jordy, why don't you talk about his early life? So in 1861, Herman Webster Mudgett was born on May 16th, 1861 in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, to Levi Horton Mudgett and Theodate Page Price. Theodate, what a name that is. Theodate. Huh. Uh, they were a wealthy family and devout Methodists. Prior to marriage, his mother was a school teacher who was described as a cold and distant individual who used religion heavily in her parenting style. His father was an alcoholic who was strict and physically and emotionally abusive. Levi would uh, use tactics such as prolonged isolation and food deprivation. 
He would soak rags in kerosene and hold them over Herman and his other children, uh, hold them over their mouths to keep them quiet when they cried. That's some. That's not in any parenting handbook I've ever read. No, I don't think that's recommended, I would say. No. But. But I guess it does the job. And then here's a fun fact. Serial killers are six times more likely to have experienced physical abuse in their childhood than the average population. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of like a, a spoiler alert. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's... A serial killer. He does, he does the killing. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Woo. Yeah. yeah. Happened. Yeah. So... Yeah. Sorry about that. Mm, sorry to ruin one. the show. Good one. <laughs> um, Herman was bullied in school for his good grades, and he had an odd personality. One of his classmates forced him into a doctor's office and placed a hand of a skeleton over his face. And later, Herman recalled that as the event, uh, that event was the reason why he developed an interest in anatomy, which that's kind of, I mean, as a child, that'd be pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mudgett was related or retreated to the nearby woods to get away from his terrible parents and classmates. In the woods, he would find animals and dissect them in order to explore their biology. He started with frogs, later moved to rabbits and dogs. That's terrible. I don't like that. That's, yeah, rough. I don't like it. Uh, when Mudgett was 11, he befriended an older boy named Tom. Um, they were exploring an abandoned home together, and supposedly Tom fell off a landing and died. Mm. There's no proof, but it's believed that Mudgett pushed Tom off the landing to his death. This is said to be his first murder. Wow. So, um, and I know what you're thinking. This episode was supposed to be about H.H. H. Holmes, and we're talking about some dude named Mudgett. Mudgett. Mudget. What a bad name. So why don't you talk about the transformation? The transformation. After graduating high school at age 16 in 1866, Mudget changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. Uh, he took teaching jobs in Gilmanton and Alton. On July 4th, 1876, he married Clara Levering in Alton. Clara was the daughter of a wealthy local farmer. Uh, many believed he married her for the money. In 1880, Clara gave birth to their son, Robert Levering Mudget. Yep. Is that how you say that? That's sure. a weird name. Uh, in Loudoun, New Hampshire. In 1881, he enrolled at the University of Vermont in Burlington, Vermont, when he was 18. He wasn't really into that school, uh, so he left after being there for one year. In 1882, he entered the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery, and he actually liked that school and stuck with it. Um, while he was enrolled in college, he worked in an anatomy lab under Professor Professor Herdman, he was the chief anatomy instructor. He also apprenticed in New Hampshire under Dr. Nahum White. Nahum. I like the emphasis Nahum. there. Nice. I don't think that's how you say it. I'm sure it is. But. Um, so <laughs> he, uh, he was an advocate in human dissection to figure out what, what's going on in there, in hmm. your indoor system. Indoor system. Very complicated in there. <laughs> He began to rob graves and morgues so he could study and dissect and use bodies for his own research. He would then sell the cadavers to medical schools or use them to collect money from insurance companies. He would create pseudonames for himself, then name himself as the beneficiary of the life insurance policy he took on out on the fake individual. He would use a cadaver that had been disfigured so it was unrecognizable, which is pretty smart. Yeah. Back in the day, there wasn't as much 
yeah, checking no, into that stuff. There's no crime scene investigation yeah. unit. <laughs> he graduated in June of 1884 after passing his exam. His new title, MDHH Holmes. Too many letters. It sounds like like a show. MDHH on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. I, was, I don't want to say it's like genius because it's awful, but it's like there wasn't. Smart. He wasn't a dumb guy. No. Do all that. And he liked that money. Put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. Holmes was the Ted Bundy of his time. He was attractive and mysterious. He appeared to be genuine, but was really a man- manipulative fraud who used his intellect and charm to follow through with insurance scams. Uh, during his time in school and apprenticeship, Holmes ignored his wife and son until he received a $12,500 payout on a single life insurance scam and abandoned them completely. Now he was a doctor and it gave him access uh, access tools and resources he needed to be to continue the bloodshed. Nice. Yeah. That's I mean, that's all you need, I guess, to leave your your child. That's all it is. Twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> Pretty sweet used Honda, Pretty. and he's out of there. Right. <laughs> uh, so, Holmes moved to Moore's Forks, New York, Forks. and a rumor what? What just the Forks. Moore's Forks, New York? Moore's Forks, New York. <laughs> <laughs> It gets funny. the people going. What do you want? <laughs> I was taking a drink and just the way you said that, it almost came out. Oh, man. And a, a rumor quickly spread that Holmes had been seen with a little boy who later disappeared. Holmes claimed the boy went back to his home in Massachusetts. There was no investigation, and Holmes quickly left New York. Now, this isn't in here, but I read um, The Devil in the White City, which is a book by Eric somebody, Eric P. And um, he... It goes into a lot of homes and everything that he was doing, but it also talks a lot about the the World Fair. Um, But this happened a lot back then because there wasn't any way to, like, verify. Mm -hmm. You'd have to send a carrier pigeon with a letter and then hope they respond. I mean, you could just say, Joe Schmo went to New York City and I'm in... You know, Arizona, right. but you really killed him, and mm-hmm. then they just have to believe that he really left. Yeah, that's... So, that's scary time. I read about that, too. It's pretty wild. Yeah, He just told scary. the cops. He's just like, yeah, they're really... He, he went left. He went away. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. So, what, Case an, what an easy time to be a cop. Yeah. <laughs> you just believe everything everybody says. Okay. And, and like I said, there's no, like... There's no, like, forensics. No. So, they just showed up to a crime scene. They're like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Well, clean it up. Yep. <laughs> it's like that's all they did. It's pretty wild. Um, from New York, he went to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> he got a job as a uh, keeper in a Norristown State Hospital, but quit a few days later. After he took a position at a, or after that, he took a position at a drugstore in Philadelphia. Uh, while he was working there, a boy died after taking medicine that was purchased at the store. Holmes denied to have any involvement in the boy's death and immediately left the city. I can't believe you didn't read my note. <laughs> no. It says, you, hey, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. Somebody's obsessed with Rocky. Yeah, my favorite. This is the greatest love story ever told. Mm. Rocky. I don't know about that. That is, that is so much better than The Notebook or whatever all those other ladies really like. I would agree. That, but the greatest ever. Yeah. Uh, she worked in a pet store. He was a fighter. They <laughs> came together. When you watch that movie, Adrian is like the least likable person. She's quiet. She has no personality. She's quiet and scared. She's nothing, like no personality. He loves her. Yeah, but well, how? 
<laughs> don't talk. Every like they go on that walk, they're like super long scene, and it's just him talking the whole time. And she's like, Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Her mother told her that if she doesn't have looks, she's gotta develop her brain. And for Rocky it was the opposite. That's the greatest love story. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna win. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not. It happened. Her character is not good. Whatever. He's like, in falls madly way. in love with this girl who doesn't say a word to him. And then. <laughs> it's just like, She's shy. It's just weird okay. when you look back on it. I like the movie. I love the movie, but. Whatever. Not a good character. <laughs> You're not really talking it up much. Yeah, it's not. Don't watch In it. other Rockies, she gets better. Yeah, she does. But the first one's like, she says like four words. Yeah. Well, in the second one, she doesn't really talk anyway because she's in a coma, but. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's like, I messed up casting this person. <laughs> no. It was, they had good chemistry. I don't care who you are. Yeah, he was like talking to a wall the whole time. It's sick. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about Chai Town. Chai Town. Cha Cha. Okay. Holmes arrived in Chicago. 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 The Bears double. Like I had the another heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> he was in August 1886. He comes across Holton's drugstore in Inglewood and was given a job. This ne- next part kind of depends on what sources you read because I saw some differences. Hmm. Um, but some say that the pharmacist was an old man who quickly vanished and his widow Elizabeth sold the pharmacy to Holmes then then vanished herself. Hmm. Other sources state that Dr. Holton graduated from Michigan like Holmes and they were a few years apart in age. Um, the Holton supposedly remained in Inglewood and survived into the 20th century. So you believe what you want, but I think he killed him. I would have to agree. Just based on his history. But really, he hasn't killed anybody. Well, yes. Yeah, no. he has. I was going to say friend he, Tom. Yeah, but that wasn't boy. proven. But none of either of those. Were. None of this is proven. This is all hearsay. <laughs> I don't believe in it. I, don't know. I wonder what year. Very random. But what year did Chicago burn down? Do you remember the year? No. Hmm. I'm not good with years. You know, that's why they call it the second city. Because they built it on top of the old one. I've been to Chicago and I've been down below on the second level. The beneath? Yeah. yeah. And it is confusing. Are you thinking of Chicago? I, yeah. That's where my company is based out of. Okay. I've been there. But just, yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Sorry for the tangent there. Anybody know? Hit us up. How at your boys. <laughs> Um, remember Clara, his estranged wife? Yes, they're still married, but Holmes decided to contact an old flame he had met years prior in Minneapolis named Myrta Belknap. Very sexy name. Yeah, owned it. I like it. Myrta. Uh, Myrta Belknap. <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> he tells Myrta about his fabulous life in Chicago and asks her to come stay with him. Stupid Myrta decides to come to Chicago and they get married in 1887. Remember, I said he was still married to Clara. He's still married. <laughs> He's still married. So after marrying Myrta, he files divorce papers, but the papers were never received. So he has got two wives. Dang. Killing it. Myrta and Clara. Myrta. Myrta. That sounds very, like, German. Yeah. Myrta Belknap. Myrta and Helga. <laughs> no, there's no Helga. I just made that up. Except for Hey Arnold. Yeah. All right. So, the castle construction. Now, Holmes is the owner of the pharmacy. He has two wives, like I said. Two wives. Two wives. And decides to buy the empty lot across the street. 
Um, depending on your source, this could be in 1887 or 1889. I guess back then it's hard to have, like, for sure dates. <laughs> but those are the two. So during one of those years, <laughs> he decides to start construction to build a three-story hotel the neighborhood calls the castle. Holmes went through a series of contractors because, number one, he refused to pay anybody. He would get work, all this work done, and then the contractors would come and he would have some excuse or dodge them. Um, number two, he didn't want anyone knowing the layout of what he was doing when he hmm. was creating the murder castle. The murder castle. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So um, the blueprints included 51 doorways that opened to brick walls, 100 windowless rooms, stairs that led to nowhere, two furnaces, and a body-sized chute to an incinerator. Goo. Construction was complete in 1891, and it had apartments on the second floor and retail spaces, including a new drugstore on the first floor. Um, So he didn't have plans in his original to add a third story, but in 1892 he added a third story, telling the investors and suppliers he was going to use it as a hotel during the upcoming World's Fair. Inside the hotel was an operating room, a torture chamber, a mortuary, and a room for conducting human experiments. Ew. Gross. The castle's guest rooms were built in a maze-like fashion with concealed passages behind walls, sliding panels, secret staircases, peepholes into the rooms through the back of pictures, trap doors, and soundproof rooms. There was also airtight rooms connecting to pipelines to fill with gas to use them as gas chambers. Dang. That's pretty crazy. I mean, That's... as a construction worker, whenever you're building this, you're not thinking like, <laughs> hmm, this isn't right. Yeah. I don't know if I'd stay at this hotel. Right. That's, yeah. Um, I wonder if that's the first time someone used, like, the peepholes and pictures. Maybe. Like the eyes. Yeah, that's freaky. That is freaky. I don't like that. No. Not a fan. No. The basement held acid vats, pits of quick lime, which was used to <coughs> delay corpse, or, or I'm sorry, used to like decay corpses, mm-hmm. a crematorium, and a crematorium. He would dissect the bodies and sell the bodies or body parts to local medical schools or on the black market. How do you just like sell a body to a school? That it's not like whose is this? He'd probably just say it's my aunt's, and she's gone now. So give me some money. That's crazy. I know. That's, Nobody's a, doing any What a time to be alive. Yeah. Thanks in for the 1800s. Body. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first floor was the storefront. The second story was the elaborate torture rooms. And the third floor was the apartment rooms or the hotel. Hmm. Um, Holmes placed <clears throat> ads offering jobs to young women and advertised the castle as a place of lodging. And he also placed ads presenting himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife. He already has two wives. He loves wives. What can you do? Ugh. You know? All of his employees? <laughs> what? I'm bothered. Poor Clara. Fucking Murda. What are you going to do? Murda. Murda, get out of Stupid there. Stupid Murda. <laughs> All of Holmes' employees, hotel guests, finances, and his wives, which he's just like getting a lot of them, were required to have life insurance policies. That's fishy. Wonder why, yep. Hmm. Holmes paid the premiums as long as they listed him as the beneficiary. <laughs> hmm. That'd be my first clue of this yeah. is not good. Like, wait a second. This guy is trying think. to get one over on me. 
<laughs> During the construction, he hired Patrick Quin Quinny Quinniam. Yeah. One more time. Quinny Quinlan. 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 I don't know where all those extra any Quinlan. Quinlan. Patrick Quinlan, the caretaker slash janitor of the castle. Quinlan. Let's talk about the murders. The murders. Tell me. One of Holmes' early murder victims was his mistress. Whoa, he's got wives and a mistress. She's such a slut. What a little slut. Slut. Julia Smythe. Better name this time. She was the wife of Ned Connor, who moved into Holmes' building and began working at his pharmacy at the jewelry counter. After Connor found out about Smythe's affair with Holmes, he quit his job and moved away, leaving Smythe and her daughter Pearl behind. Smythe gained... um, custody of Pearl, and remained at the hotel, continuing her relationship with Holmes. Julia and Pearl disappeared on Christmas Eve of 1891, and Holmes later claimed she died during an abortion, though nothing was ever confirmed. Another one of Holmes' ladies, Emmeline Sagrand, began... (laughs) You like that, huh? Mm. Fucking crushed it. Uh, Began working in the building in May 1892 and disappeared in December. Edna Van Tassel was another woman who vanished and was believed to be one of Holmes' victims. And the neighborhood noticed all these women coming in, never coming but out. then never coming out. Classic. And I must say, Pearl is the cutest name I've ever heard of in my life. Really? Yeah, for a child. No. So cute. It reminds me of SpongeBob. Pearl. Miss Pearl. Miss Pearl. Wasn't she a whale? Yep. Oh. No. She, well, she's a blowfish. A blowfish. I think. Who's the whale? The daughter of Miss Crab's daughter. What's I forget that? her name. Why do you know so much? Because I'm a SpongeBob. fucking genius. <laughs> Next question. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that. I grew up seven years after you did. I know you're young and I'm old. So that's that wasn't like my that was on. I bet you don't know shit about Ren and Stimpy, bruh. I know there's other show. Next. Have, yeah. Next. It's good. Okay. Should have been there. One one like a bowl. A bowl. Yeah. They're weird animals. There was a, trun- a trunk. Huh? There was a trunk. <laughs> log. Log something. There was a log. Or the, the characters were like weird animals. There were cat and dog. No, that's Two cat cats. dog. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Ren and Stimpy were like connected at the waist. And then one was a cat and one was a dog. No, that's not Ren and Stimpy. That's cat dog. That's what you said. Why are you confusing me? I don't know. I got so much murder in my brain, I can't remember childhood things. How did we get here? How did we get here? How are we going to get back? Sorry, y'all. Cat dog. Another murder. You know which one I really liked, though? My favorite of the Nickelodeon shows was Angry Beavers. Uh, No? I mean, it's all right. Have you seen the episode about the spleen? No. It's a good one. I liked all the freaking game shows. Game shows. You are a game show person. I'm, that's how I'm so smart. Whenever you're 80, you're going to be at the old folks' home just watching the shit out of, Jeopardy. like, Jeopardy. I like Jeopardy. I like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but I don't know if it's on anymore. No. That was my favorite one. No. That was, like, my dream to go on that show. I like that one that's, like, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> they brought it back with Elizabeth Banks, but I don't remember what the name of it is. Uh, yeah. It's good. Huh, People are so greedy. I used to... <laughs> It's so funny because you're like, don't do it. You're going to do it, but you shouldn't. And then they lose it all. And you're like, told you. That was like deal or no deal. Yeah. They'd have like thousands of dollars in their safe. Yeah. See, I'm not like that. No. 
I'm a penny slot player at the casino. Yeah. Once I win like five dollars, I'm like, I'm cashing out. I'm <laughs> yeah. taking this home and I'm getting me some like that's some long. McDonald's. That's a five dollar foot long right there. Yeah. My dollar oh six Coke <laughs> and maybe a sandwich. <laughs> All right. Should we continue? <laughs> we should. Sorry for the I don't All know right. how we got there, but so let's talk about Benjamin Peitzel. That sounds German also. There's a lot of Germans Peitzel. in the world. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) look that up. It's right. It's true. While working in the chemical bank building on Dearborn Street, Holmes met and became close friends with Benjamin Peitzel. He was a carpenter, but he had a criminal past. Dun, dun, dun. Of course he did. Yep. Holmes used Peitzel as his right-hand man for several criminal schemes. 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 And Holmes used him as his tool or his puppet. Because Holmes is a pretty smart guy. He is. I hate to say it. Yeah. He's not dumb. No. In early 1893, one-time actress Minnie Williams moved to Chicago. Holmes met her at an employment office, and he offered her a job as his personal stenographer. You know what that is? No. Me neither. Look it up. Let's do the Googles. I should have looked that up. Yeah, you should. I'm thinking it's having to do with writing. Yeah, that sounds right. Person whose job is to transcribe speech in shorthand. So good at stuff. Yeah. Would have been cool if you said it a minute ago. I know. After. I should have just owned it <laughs> and acted like I knew exactly what I was talking <laughs> Believe about. Believe in yourself. <laughs> like whenever I pronounce names. <laughs> yeah. I just go do it. Go for it, but <laughs> Holmes so she wrote stuff down for him. Mm-hmm. Professionally. Yeah. Holmes persuaded Williams to transfer the deed to her property in Fort Worth, Texas, to a man named Alexander Bond, who was actually Holmes. It was his alias. No kidding. That sounds made up as hell. Yeah, Alexander Bond. <laughs> he should have just said Alexander Deed. <laughs> right over, write me the deed. Uh, in April 1893, Williams trans- transferred the deed, with Holmes serving as the notary. Hmm. <laughs> He does it all. He does. Holmes later signed the deed over to Peitzel, giving him the alias Benton T. Lyman. The next month, Holmes and Williams, uh, presenting themselves as man and wife, rented an apartment in Chicago, uh, Chicago's Lincoln Park. Minnie's sister, Annie, came to visit, and in July, she wrote to her aunt, and she said she planned to accompany her brother Harry to Europe. Um, Neither Minnie nor Annie were ever seen alive again after July 5th, 1893. See, that's what I was talking about. You just say, they went away to wherever, and then, oh, okay. They never came Sounds back. Sounds good. I, I feel so dumb this episode. Did they have phones in 1893? No. I think they did. No. no. I like the confidence, but I don't think you're right. <laughs> Whoa, my neighbor's dogs are going crazy. When was the telephone invented? Let's see. No. 1876. So. So, Yes. Okay. Well, they were probably a hot commodity yeah, that nobody new. had. Yeah. So I'm still right. Anyway, let's let's move on. Who invented the phone? Alexander Graham Bell. Damn. Woohoo! Big brain time. I know stuff. Okay. Okay. Leaving Chai Town. After the World Fair ended in 1894, the economy in Chicago dried up. Holmes decided to abandon his castle to focus on insurance scams with Peitzel while traveling all over the world. And they just murdered all along the way. Hmm. Holmes stole horses from Texas, shipped them to St. Louis, and sold them, making a fortune. He was arrested for the shady deal, and they sent him to jail. 
all those murders and he and that's Joe for horses. a horse. Yeah, crazy. I don't like horses. We oh, talked about this. Yeah, we don't scare me. Fuck horses. Yep. I'm starting a movement. Fuck horses. Fuck horses. <laughs> we can make t-shirts. <laughs> uh, jail time. While Holmes was in jail, he and his cellmate, Marion Hedgeparth, uh, conceded a new insurance scam. Holmes said he was to take out an insurance policy for $10,000 and fake his own death, then provide Hedgepath with 500 in exchange for a lawyer who could help him if any problems came up. Hedgepath gave him Jephtha Howe, a St. Louis attorney, uh, once Holmes was released in jail on bail, he attempted this plan. However, the insurance company was suspicious and did not pay him. Finally. Yeah, finally caught on. It only took 500 people. <laughs> Jephtha Howe found Holmes' schemes brilliant, so a new plan was created. Great, now he's got a shady lawyer in the mix. Yep. Fucking Jephtha. A new plan. Peitzel agreed to fake his own death so that his wife could collect a $10,000 life insurance policy. $10,000. $10,000. Which she would split with Holmes and Jephtha. 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 This plan was to take place in Philly and called for Peitzel to set himself up as an inventor named B.F. Harry. Perry. (laughs) (laughs) B.F. Perry, not Harry. Would have been cooler if it was Harry. B.F. All I think of BF is like bumfuck Egypt. <laughs> bumfuck Perry. It's <laughs> a good name. <laughs> he was to be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. Ooh. Holmes was to find a cadaver to play the role of Peitzel. Instead, it was just easier, and Holmes decided to kill him. Tie up the loose ends. Yep. So he knocked him unconscious with chloroform and set his body on fire with the use of benzene. Oh, my Lord. That was easy. At least he was knocked out, I guess. I guess. However, this isn't in the notes, but whenever I was reading it, there was some conflicting stories. And they did an autopsy, supposedly, and the chloroform was actually given to him after he died. Oh, So why? he, they think that Holmes used that as the chloroform afterward to try to like get him off so it didn't look like somebody was chloroforming him and that but but it still doesn't make sense because if he's dead he's not going to chloroform himself i wonder i wonder how they could tell that back then right i wonder if he might have gave it to him to make him stop screaming maybe which is awful yeah but poor peitzel gets worse holmes collected the insurance payout and went to manipulate peitzel's unsuspecting wife into allowing three of her five children to go with holmes alice nelly and howard or those are the names of the kids. I said that weird. Um, Holmes and the three children traveled through the northern uh, U.S. into Canada. At the same time, he escorted Miss Peitzel along a parallel route, all the while using various aliases and lying to Miss Peitzel concerning her husband's death and lying to her about where her children were. In Detroit, prior to entering Canada, they were only separated by a few blocks. And she was looking for him. How sad. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. Um, Holmes murdered Alice and Nellie by forcing them into a large trunk and locking them inside. Jesus. He drilled a hole in the lid of the trunk and put one end of the hose through the hole. He attached the other end to a gas line to asphyxiate the girls. He buried their nude bodies in the cellar of his rental house at 16th Street, Vincent Street, 16th, (laughs) 16th St. <laughs> Vincent Street, excuse me, in Toronto. 
During this time, Holmes is living there with his third wife. He's got a freaking third wife. Man. Georgina Yoke. Stupid. Stupid Georgina. Freaking dummy. Stupid Myrta. Clara is probably dead. This guy must have been just a talker. Who's Rico Suave? He's probably like freaking Rocky. And all these girls are Adrian. Oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> freaking it back full circle. I would have been Georgina. Yeah. Um, he met her in a department store and told her that he was rich and had a big property in Fort Worth, even though it was actually Minnie Williams' uncle's property who we talked about earlier, who had gone missing. Georgina was unaware of anything that was taking place. I would hope so. Yeah, I'd hope if so, too. If she agreed to any of that, what she knew, that'd be... Right. All right, so Frank Geyer, a Philadelphia police detective assigned to investigate homes and find the three missing children, found the decomposing bodies of the two Pitesville girls in a cellar of the Toronto home. Detective Geyer wrote, The deeper we dug, the more horrible the odor became. When we reached the depth of three feet, we discovered what appeared to be a bone of a forearm of a human being. Geyer then went to Indianapolis, where Holmes had rented a cottage. Holmes was reported to have visited a local pharmacy to purchase uh, drugs, which he would use to kill Howard Peitzel. Enter a repair shop to sharpen the knives he used to chop up the body before he burned it. The boy's teeth and bits of bone were discovered in the Holmes chimney. So he killed the three girls by affix, or I'm sorry, the two girls by asphyxiating them, and he killed the the boy and burn him, burn his body. Yeah, terrible. Mm-hmm. Busted. Here it comes. <laughs> Holmes was arrested in Boston on November seventeenth, eighteen ninety four, after being tracked there by a detective agency. He was held on an outstanding warrant for the horse theft that happened in Texas. So all this crap that he went through, he got busted for the horses. That's insane. Who we don't like. No. Fuck Fuck him. him. (laughs) (laughs) Authorities had become more suspicious at this point. Holmes appeared like he was going to flee the country with his third unsuspecting wife. Damn. Yeah. Following the discovery of the girls' bodies in July 1895, Chicago police and reporters began investigating or began investigating the castle. Uh, though we've heard all the stories of what sound or what should have been in there, there's no evidence that was found that have, could have or that could have convicted Holmes in Chicago. No torture equipment was found. In October 1895, Holmes was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel and was found guilty and sentenced to death. By that time, it was evident that he'd also murdered the Peitzel children. Following his conviction, Holm confessed to 27 murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto, but some people he confessed to murdering were still alive. Hmm. So it was really hard to tell what was true and what wasn't. And with it being 1800s, there wasn't a whole lot that they could go on. Um, It's believed that Holmes is responsible for up to 200 murders. Because you think about all those people that got... In the ho- in the castle, just never and came burn out. up and yep. disintegrated in acid vats. Um, so he was charged also charged with six attempted murders. Hearst newspaper actually paid Holmes seventy five hundred dollars to tell a story, but he provided accounts that were untrue and actually discredited himself. So the the newspaper is the one who actually got the confession that hmm. he killed all these people. Um, he claimed that he was possessed by Satan and said, quote, I was born with the devil in me. I would agree. Yeah. Pretty shitty guy. Yeah. 
From prison, Holmes wrote his confessions and mentioned how drastically his facial appearance had changed since his incarceration. He described his new grim appearance as gruesome and taking a satanical cast. Um, and he wrote, he was now convinced that after everything he had done, it was, he was beginning to resemble the devil. Yep. Damn. Mm-hmm. So, just hanging around. Let's talk about this. <laughs> On May 7th, 1896, Holmes was, hang- Holmes was hanged. <laughs> at Okay, I'm going to screw this up. I tried, to, I tried to figure out how to say it. Moya mincing. <laughs> Moya mincing. Sound like a freaking hooked on phonics. That's how I teach EV how to read. Moya mincing. Moya mincing. There it is. Prison in Philly for the murder of Peitzel. Until the moment of his death, he remained very calm and he showed very little sign of fear, anxiety, or depression. He asked for his coffin to be contained in cement. And buried 10 feet deep because he was concerned grave robbers would steal his body and use it for dissection. I feel like it should have just been allowed. Yeah, that should have been given to... An eye for an eye. Yep. When they finally let Holmes drop, his neck did not snap, and he was strangled to death slowly, twitching for over 15 minutes before being pronounced dead 20 minutes after the trap had sprung. Good. I would say, right, I would say good, but honestly, he deserved way more than that. Yeah. I wonder if that was intentional. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they just didn't, didn't measure the... did it right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on New Year's Eve in 1909, Hedgepeth, who had been pardoned for informing on Holmes, was shot and killed by police officer Edward Jabruk during a holdup at Chicago Saloon. Hmm. So really, we should thank him for blowing the lid wide open <clears throat> on all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Poor Caretaker. On March 7th, 1914, the Chicago Tribune reported that Patrick Quinlan, um, the former caretaker of the castle, had died. Quin- Quinlan had committed suicide taking... Ooh, that's a rough one. Strychnine. Strychnine. Dang, okay, strychnine. Uh, toxic formula used to kill birds and rodents. His body was found in his bedroom with a note that, said, that read, I couldn't sleep. Uh, Quinlan was unable to sleep for 19 years. At night, he would... Wake with a, with a start and find himself covered in sweat. Um, he would call for help, and when a, light, when a light would be brought to his room, he would recount how he was attacked while half asleep by a strange hallucination. In comments from his friends, he blamed himself for not suspecting Holmes and turning him into the police. That is the saddest story. Yeah, it sucks. In, in, um, in other things that I've read from Pat, like about Patrick... He was brought up and was taught by his father that you have to just do honest, good, hard work in order to get ahead in life. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Patrick thought that he was doing whenever he went to go work from home, for homes. Yeah. And all this time, I mean, the guilt. And it wasn't his fault. He had nothing to do with it. He had no idea. And that's really sad. Mm-hmm. So what became of the castle? You got this big monstrosity. Um... The castle was actually remodeled as an attraction that I would have definitely went to, named the Holmes Horror Castle. However, it was mysteriously gutted by fire in August 1895. According to the newspaper clippings from the New York Times, two men were seen entering the back of the building between 8 or 9 p.m., and about a half hour later, they were seen exiting the building and running away. Following several explosions, the castle just went up in flames. Hmm. 
Afterward, investigators found a half-empty gas can underneath the back steps of the building. The building survived the fire and remained in use until it was torn down in 1938. Um, Now the site is... um, Occupied by the Inglewood branch of the Postal Service. That's crazy. So I'd like to go there. To the building? Yeah. To the post office? Just see what, what's, what's it all about. It's probably just a normal building. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 2017, allegations rose that Holmes had escaped execution. Holmes' body was exhumed for testing, led by Janet Mong. Mong? Mong. Mong of the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology. Due to his coffin being con- uh, being contained in cement, his body was found to have no, to not have decomposed normally. His clothes were almost perfectly pre- preserved, and his mustache was found to be intact. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's wild. Uh, the body was positively identified by his teeth. Holmes was then reburied. Yeah. I never thought about that. Cement would would like keep all the bugs. I away. guess it's really like air that does it. Like, well, have you seen, like, the mummy and stuff where they're okay and then it touches, like, they open the coffin and it and touches it, the air yeah. and then it just, like... Yeah. That's pretty wild. Just like that. Just like that. That's the same noise. You want to watch... Is that movie on somewhere? Those. I think that's the sound they used. <laughs> um, the last thing I have is just a coming soon. So I talked earlier. Eric Larson, not Eric. I was thinking Eric Parson is who wrote the book. Who's he? He is the guy who wrote Devil in the White City. No, who's Eric Parson? That's the guy who wrote Devil in the White City. No, Eric Larson. That's the guy. You said Parson. I know. That's what I thought it was. I was wrong. Fight me, dude. I was wrong. Freaking, you heard it here. Freaking dummy. Well, freaking dummy, huh? Whatever. <laughs> Eric Larson. Yeah. L. Not Eric Parson. Nope. Wrong guy. Wrote Devil in the White <laughs> City. <laughs> uh, it was written in 2004. And it's funny because, you know, on your time hop... Or yeah. not time hop, but like your memories on Facebook. Yeah. I read that book in 2016. Like it showed up on my memories. Just randomly popped up there. Yeah. That's like that funny. on this day, right. I read seven chapters or whatever. Hmm. Um, so it is becoming a movie though, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. By Martin Scorsese. 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 Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Leo. Is set to play Holmes, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So, I the only thing I liked the book, but like I said, it was more about the World Fair and mm. not so much about him. I wish it would have been more about Holmes and the murders and everything. Right. So, hopefully, the, the movie. I would imagine it would follow him. Yeah. Because Leonardo is not going to be like a side piece. Well, and of it's the called movie. The Devil in the White City. So, yeah. He's the devil. But I've never heard of Chicago being called the White City. That's weird. You'd think it would be, because if it was about him, it would just be about him because he was like everywhere. Just the devil. Yeah, the devil face. The devil everywhere. The guy who was, thought he was the devil. <laughs> just super long, the guy who did bad stuff and then he thought he was the devil at yeah. the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very telling. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that should be good. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, just to cite some references, I used crimemuseum.org, online CSPEDU, Britannica.com, history.com, wikipedia.com, and strangeago.com, which is a pretty cool website. Strangeago. Strangeago. Huh. So, that is what we got on the devil, I guess. Pretty interesting stuff. H.H. Holmes. 
H H Hams. Hams. So, yeah, make sure you uh, call a buddy and bring a friend <laughs> to our Instagram and podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep posting uh, whenever you listen. Just yeah, it really helps. Send it in. Yeah. Be sure, like, if you're listening to us on um, on iTunes or something like that, make sure you give us five stars. <laughs> Just do me that favor. I never ask you for anything other than rates and money and everything else. Mm-hmm. Just a lot. It's a lot. I'm sorry. I demand a lot from my people. <laughs> Jordy knows. We just need... I would like to see more written reviews. I if would, If you too. don't mind taking a second and just letting us know what you think. Even if you just say, these guys are good. Yeah, just say I'd be like, all right. Kick ass. Kick ass. <laughs> all right. Sea bass. I could deal with that. Yes. But yeah, just anything. It's cool to hear what you guys think. Cause yeah. We don't really need to know what we're doing, if you couldn't no, tell. We're no. just kind of winging it. So we're winging it. If you people, like it, let us know. People are listening to it. Yeah, that's working. I we, guess. Or people like the shenanigans. Yeah. But they like getting, me probably better than oh, you. Oh, yeah, I would say for sure. We should vote. No. Who's better? I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> my heart can't handle that kind of stuff. Yeah, don't say anything mean about my brother. Yeah. Because I will cry. But you can say good things about me. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, just let us know what you're thinking. Get that decorative pillow before they run out. Mm Mm-hmm. We're when they got a lot left, so. Oh, man. Order them quick. You got to order them quick. (laughs) It's going to happen. Yep. Just be sure to give us some love. Send us an email. Let me me talk to you. Or just a direct message. Let me talk at you. Yep. Holla at your boys. I'm not a boy. Well, not that attitude. (laughs) Holla at your girl. Holla at your boy. The boy. The boy. And the pup. The boy. The pup yeah. sit in the corner. And the Riley dog. Riley. Riley would love to hear from you. Yep. All right. Anything else for this week? I don't believe so. Just uh just keep keep doing it. Keep on keeping keep on. Doing the stuff, you know. Be good to each other. We need like a tagline. Like remember to spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> what can we say? Uh, fuck horses. Fuck horses. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, we'll, you know, okay, let's, let's hear it from the fans. What should our tagline be? We can't ask somebody to come up with our tagline. Why? Because that's not how it works. Isn't it? I don't know. I've never done this. Right. So we can do whatever <laughs> we want. If yeah. you think of a tagline, I like bring a, bu- bring a buddy and a friend or that's, whatever I said earlier. That's already in use. Do you think we have to pay like royalties? Yeah. I'm sure that's uh You need to figure that trademarked. out. We need a lawyer. Any lawyers out there? They work for free. (laughs) Pro bono. Come on. Okay. All All right. right. We'll stop yammering. (laughs) All right. Have a good week and... Fuck horses. Fuck horses.